0: Hello and welcome to another audio podcast from Navisite, which is a great way to catch up on some fresh thinking about some of the big issues facing IT professionals today. Technology leadership, strategy, business change, IT and technology transformation, and lots more. This edition is being recorded at the National Theatre. It's an organisation that really lives by its mantra, Theatre for All. Headquartered on the South Bank in London, the National Theatre make world-class theatre that's entertaining, challenging and inspiring, and they really do make it for everyone, not only here in London, but in tours that cover every corner of the UK and across the globe, as well as broadcasting some productions live to over 2,500 venues in 65 countries right across the globe. So joining me today to discuss the implementation and use of Microsoft's Office 365 as a key collaboration tool within the National Theatre are John Chain, Director of IT. Hi, John. up. And George Tunnicliffe, who's head of IT operations. Hi, George. Hi, So Office 365, when it was first introduced to the market, was very much seen as a sort of email first tool. How do you see it, John? Well,
1: that's how we saw it too. So we had an in-house exchange server, constantly running out of space. We were constantly doing the cleanup task of asking people to empty mailboxes or doing it for them. And Office 365 for us was just a direct way of replacing that exchange server with something that was therefore more reliable, and more availability, was in the cloud. Email's the number one thing they
0: do, um, but it's not where the exciting parts of Office 365 lie. So, George, can you pick up on that? Where are the exciting uh, parts of Office 365 beyond, uh, obviously, the core of of, of email?
2: Um, I think, so, where um, platforms are being introduced or, or pieces of software are being introduced to the platform, things like Microsoft Teams is a, is a clear... Uh, talking point at the moment um one drive uh microsoft planner um and then you know the, the smaller things nowadays where um for example the the microsoft to do now collects information from all the other tools and then gives you a to-do list based on all the other aspects of the things that you're doing which is you know i certainly in our team we've seen a big adoption of that that's where the real value of that platform is because your whole productivity suite is actually talking to each other and giving insights into all the different things that you need to do.
0: So Office 365 was possibly, I guess, one of the first IT innovations perhaps that Uh you guys were involved with and implemented into the theatre. So what are the sort of top changes that you've seen within the organisation itself since that implementation, John?
1: Everybody's bringing in their phone and that means they're saying, how will I share my file? They say, well, I've got Dropbox, so so have I. And they say, well, I want to chat with you. Okay, well, I've got WhatsApp and so have I. So the arrival of Teams, which essentially replaces those two tools, nothing wrong with those two tools, but replaces them in a more secure way. Because now IT can say, who's on all of the Teams? Um, who has access? Um, these are just your standard user ID. So if we've moved the concept of a of it's the same end user usability, but it's now moved into a slightly more controlled environment. And that is the, the genius bit that Microsoft has done is identified what people really want to do, which is chat and share files, right not in a complicated way, but in an end user app way right oh it's just upload file done okay type and in, instantly see it, come on everybody else's phone um, that is the biggest innovation they have done and you think about it it's actually replacing Skype so at the VNA we looked at and didn't deploy Skype as, a, as an alternative phone system so an alternative to your to, to your kind of Mitel Nortel type stuff now Skype is being blended into teams so teams is is although it's right now chat uh, and files, the direction of that travel is going to be
0: voice conferencing and video conferencing, all in the same place. So, so a lot of businesses see Office 365 almost as a tool that once you've implemented it, it, it just works, job done, that's it. But the reality is that that may not be the case if you can't inspire sort of local change. So ha- have, have you gone about encouraging people to use that tool instead of some of the others george what's uh, can you can you give any advice to people that are yeah. possibly so, thinking of running the same sort of program
2: um yeah so one of the, one of the things that we've spent uh, a lot of time doing here well there's actually two things we've spent a lot of time doing here at the theatre is one the key one is actually making sure that we know what people do here um, and so we've spent a lot of time going around with teams it's actually walking around with like the costume department. What are the things that they do? And then how, lastly, how do they interact with the technology that they use? We've done that with Wix Hair and Makeup. We've done that with uh, the technical production team. And they have, you know, we learned that they have a, a, an eight-week turnaround. And I show so they build it all up. They put it in the theatre. You know, what part do we have to play in that? Um, and that's sharing information. That's working out their workflows and you know, really just talking to them about the things that they do. Um, And then the second thing is, you know, with our team, making sure we know what's happening with the platform. Um, So we stay, change our standard operating procedures from, you know, is that mailbox database, you know, in a healthy place? Is it backed up? Is it doing all those things? Don't need to do that anymore. But what we do need to do is understand the changes that are happening and, you know, the 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 introduction of new features, uh, you know, making sure there's enough licenses, those kind of basic things, but making sure we've got the right licensing and making sure that we're using the tools to get the most out of the platform.
0: So, John, I'm very interested in this, which is, is part of sort of uh, understanding the human psychology of how you draw people to these. Why simply not mandate the use of these tools? Why have you taken that carrot uh, rather than stick approach?
1: So, so partly because technology here we can't, the show can't go out late. Okay. So unlike perhaps other sectors where, well, we won't deliver the software today. We'll deliver it in a month's time or this program will go out three months from now. Um, we've sold the tickets. So the show has to go out. Right. And so the pressure on the staff who work fantastic long hours, actually, it's just quite, it's, it's not an unstressful place to work. And so the last thing we need to do is add a new stress that now they can't get their information. So the way we have to kind of approach it is when you have time, we're encouraging you to use this it has benefits right some of the things you say your phone is always full of images you know of designs and, and stages uh, and you're always clearing it out and it's really annoying and you don't know who's on the group and it's management all you agree that these are all headaches it's just that you don't have time so uh, a carrot approach is the way to say we have some tools when you have that space and time um, and and eventually people do come in so at the moment the the big one that's rolling out is the warhorse in china okay and so that would be in a group, again, that has to exchange a lot of information as part of that. So staff r- registers, even I mean, even just looking at some of the files that are going th- across there, it can be scans of passports and stuff like that. So a team working internationally, um, some back here, some over there, that's a perfect example. And they just ran with it. They could instantly see that, oh, that was a tool that's going to save them. So in other words, the problem, as George says, the problem has to be there, right? And it's not a question of pushing. It's about continuously saying are you having that problem? Because we have the solution, right? Uh, over and over again until team go, well, actually I am having the problem and it's big enough for me to shift. So it's very much end user driven, which is how all really good technology innovations work, to be honest. We have some mandatory things. You have to have a password, it has to change so often. Sure. There are some things we do mandate. Um, but in terms of tools right now, it is uh, all about encouragement because then you get the enthusiasm, you get the kind of, oh, eureka moment, they go, oh my gosh, this is so easy. And suddenly they're saying, no, I don't need help. I mean, that was the response we got. We were ready to help the Warhorse team. Do you need encouragement? Do you need assistance? They go, no, 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 we got it. It was just show them, and they just ran off with it. So that's really encouraging.
2: And uh, and I think uh, just backing up what John says there, uh, in terms of like accessibility as well, in terms of uh, people's different levels here, that is very much uh, technology is quite often secondary to what people do. So what we don't want to do is is force people to use platforms. Because if we try and force them to use something they don't want to use, they will either, you know, historically, we know here they'll find a workaround or they'll just not use it and not engage. So, you know, by giving people the encouragement in, we get to see a much higher take up because they're saying, here it is, come and use it if you want.
0: It seems like a very respectful approach uh, and one that I imagine um, helps the reputation of your IT and tech team.
1: But yes, I know. I mean, we, we do want to keep the progress going. Um, but at the same time, the, the nature of the product here with its time-based delivery show must go on means that, uh, we, we do, we do a lot of the idea and and we still would if someone said, to be honest with you, it just doesn't work for us. I mean, GDPR is a good example, right? Um, we know because we can see on the, on the, the monitoring tools, that information, uh, PII is being transferred across our network. So NI numbers for staff in Hong Kong, right? Um, if it's on our network we know that is secure if it's leaving our network that's the gdpr issue so figuring out what um how to blend the slight externals uh going to third parties other than keeping it on inside i mean that's the big stick it has to stay in for gdpr but it just doesn't feel very attractive one of
2: the one of the good things that we've done um around that security is um uh rehearsal videos so uh, there's a lot of film in the rehearsals so people can watch them back later. The delivery, the the interaction between uh, different cast members and things like that. Um, and these are uploaded to um, the video streaming on Office 365. And we know and we work with company management to create those sites um, you know, in a highly automated way that people have that access and that company of actors have access to watch those videos whenever we want but we know that no one else can see that video because it can't go any further. You know, aside from that person who recorded it, sharing with someone else, but they won't because they're legally mandated not to, it goes on that platform and we know that only those people in that acting company can see it. Yeah, it
0: sounds really important. Um, I'd like to pick you up if I can a little bit on Teams. Um, it's been a tool that's been very much branded as a top enabler, um, you know, within collaborative tech. To, to what extent do you think that's true based on, you know, your limited experience thus far?
1: Because it's out of the box and because everybody's already on it, right? If we pick an, another tool, which might be 10% better, and this tool might be 10% better, there's there's many ways in which there are other tools that are simply perfect to what they do, but we're not on it. The, the users are not on it. So someone's now adding personal information to this tool, right? And not necessarily maintaining it. So the first thing is it out of the box, everybody can have it. I think that's the great, That that's, it's a corporate chat tool that is finally hitting the kind of end user expectations because we've all had these systems for a while we chat with our parents and we chat with our children and so we now know what a really good chat and communication tool is like and traditionally corporate systems have not been that hard triple passwords you've got to log in only works on windows etc 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 it's the sheer accessibility of this uh, reasonably consumer ready tool it's not the best in every category Right? but it's put them all in the one place at the same time in the same place for a corporate audience that I think they're just going to run with once they all discover that it's there.
2: And then and then on top of that it has those links to those other applications on the same platform that gives the insights. You, know, uh, you know, it has flow in it so you can uh, automate certain parts of it. You can add in certain SharePoint sites and then everyone can see it. You can add in, you know, uh, shifts and rotors and stuff like that and it's all getting into one place. You know, through Teams, So it's almost like it becomes like a gateway, the collaboration and the chat is the, is the easy bit and then you can add all of this into your teams and anyone on the team can do it and have a go and give that a go and you're, you're not going to break it. The, the, the real struggle of, like John says, of trying to get people to use the platform and engage is the hardest thing.
1: So previously SharePoint was a website, okay, and people are not really that interested in websites. So SharePoint was a way of getting information in a webby format, right? Which is good because you no longer needed publishing tools to do it. But it's still a website, right? Teams is an app, right? It has a web app version and an app version. And I think that, that is a people are want that part and they don't want the other part. If you said, well, it's a website in which you can collaborate, they go, okay, fine. If you say, What's well, an app that would go on your phone, they go, that's much better. I'd like that, right? There's a usability improvement built into the concept of app that websites, no matter how well they are created, Especially thinking about a SharePoint website, uh, which now feels really dated. So I think that shift really helps underneath the SharePoint. Right, it's yeah. still there underneath all of that, right? Uh, it's just what Microsoft have done is constrained the features, right? taken away billions of SharePoint features and put them into, you have to put the tabs in a line, the projects go down the thing, right? The chat is in the middle, and now people go, right, I get that. I get this interface because that's just like the other interfaces. So it's, it's it's building on the success of all of the chat apps and what on sharing and collaboration apps. Sure. It, it, because people now go, I get it. I, you don't need to teach me it. Yeah. And that's the difference. And and feedback thus far? Great, really good. You know, our senior management have moved. I mean, we put all of our governance on there. Um, and as I say, like you know, the the the, the team in in productions, um, just said, no, we don't need help. We're we're off and running.
2: Yeah, we we see that, uh, you know, on the uh the data that Office three six five gives us it's just increasing amounts of uh, you know, sharing, teams being created, uh teams massively taken off because it's such a low barrier to entry. People just get on and do it.
0: Well, thanks very much, uh, guys. Thank you, John. Thank you, George. And uh, that wraps up this edition of uh, this Navasite podcast. If you'd like to find more uh, about Navasite or any of the issues discussed, visit Navasite.co.uk. Please keep an ear out for future editions for more ideas, insights, reflections on the big issues facing IT professionals today. Until then, goodbye.